Welcome all fellow wannabes, welcome to the show you are listening to Game Club from Wannabe Critic Productions. I'm one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast, and joining me today is uh, my one of my partners in crime, one of one of the OG wannabes, truly. We have Caleb Henley, returning. Uh, Caleb, how are you? And I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, no complaints. Things are looking up. Yeah, things are great. Good. I mean, what more could you really ask for? You know what I mean? Like, COVID seems to be, like, not gone, but, you know, more and more people are getting vaccines. More and more people are, you know, like, trying to do better, I guess. You know what I mean? It seems like a lot of people around here... You know, you know how mid-Missourians can be, but I think a lot of people here are actually, you know, like having a pretty good attitude about the vaccine in general. And, you know, I think a lot of people are actually going to get it, you know, as soon as possible. And honestly, the sooner we all get it, the sooner things go back to normal. You know what I mean? So, you know, have you gotten it yet by chance? No, but just found out that uh, the eligibility for myself in New York um it's going to open up next week. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's, I thought it was going to be not until like the end or the start of May. So it's like a month earlier than expected. So yeah, hopefully I'll get it soonly. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully things get, I'm just ready for things to get back to normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm ready for too. movie, I'm ready for movie theaters to open back up. I'm ready to, for things to just, you know, but that's the thing is like once everything actually opens back up, there's going to be like months of fallout, you know, of people like, just being weird and afraid to go out in public still and you know i don't know i think this is going to be like it's fine like if that's 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 your thing that's that's fine like you know do whatever makes you feel safest but i think the biggest thing is just don't endanger other people with what you're doing but yeah uh, yeah if you feel uncomfortable with something by all means don't feel pressured to go out and do something yeah there you go there you have it but people aren't here people don't care people don't want to hear us talk about the vaccine you know what i mean like people want to hear us talk about spider-man miles morales i think you know what i mean like i don't know i don't even know who actually listens to the show anymore you know like it's like hey here you go internet we'll see what happens but i'm enjoying it either way um so you messaged me last night or today actually which is march 29th and you said, hey, do you want to get together and, uh, you know, record Miles sometime this week? I finished it, which I'm surprised, you know, we hadn't, like, really talked about it at all, which I think is kind of rare, you know, like, for, for me and game clubbers. Like, we usually at least have some back and forth, but you just kind of dropped it on me, and I like it, because now it's just, like, kind of an impromptu recording. Like, here we are. We're just, we're just giving our thoughts. So, I'm excited. Um, when did you finish the game? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, I platinumed it. So, but yeah, so it's had some time to kind of sit and resonate and uh, to think about it. And plus, to platinum that game, you have to play through the story twice. So, after I think that second playthrough, it kind of gets kind of drilled into your mind for the most part, which could be a good thing for what we're doing. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't have the platinum yet. There was one trophy that I was specifically trying to go for that I just couldn't get. And I think it was like, venom attack like five people at the same time or or something like that and for whatever reason like i just couldn't get it so you know on my second playthrough i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and do, I, you know i had moved on to bigger and better things by then so um like i'm anxious, minecraft like minecraft exactly uh i am anxious to uh hear your opinions on it though so ladies and gentlemen welcome to game club uh you know this is this is wannabe critic productions uh video game podcast 
And this is where myself and one other guest or, you know, however many other guests we play through a game, give our thoughts on it. And it doesn't have to be like a super new game or anything. It can be, you know, a game from yesteryear, like me and Jace, like we're going through like some old Star Wars games and doing that, you know. And uh, you can be on the lookout for that, you know, soonish. I mean, it's all relative over here. But yeah, it's a good time. I really enjoy Game Club. And Caleb and I went through the first Spider-Man game. I guess that episode came out like a month or so ago, probably um, beginning of March. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I was like the last Game Club that ca- that came out. Which is fine. I'm not complaining. You know what I mean? Like, we have some more in the tank. Me and Ethan Maestri, along with Ryan Mazzocco and Mikey Collins, we just finished up our Arkham Knight review. I mean, it was like a month ago. And um, that uh, that podcast ended up being three hours long. So, uh, you know, you might have to wait for that one a little bit because I want to make sure people actually enjoy it. It, it, was, it was good, though. It was a lot of fun. But I'm excited to talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales today. Because, uh, Caleb, I don't know how you feel about this game. In fact, I'm just going to ask you. Like, you know, in true wannabe fashion, do you like this game? I think it's pretty obvious. Andy. Yeah, no, I do. I think it's a very solid, you know, game. And it does a really good job of showcasing the PS5's abilities, I guess. Yeah, no, totally. I Just out of curiosity, did you play in performance mode or did you play in um, uh, graphical mode? I think just with the graphical mode. Just yeah, like I didn't the want regular. to push it too hard yet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I went in and out of like the uh, like boosted mode or whatever it was with the 60 frames per second. And it was weird. It was it was kind of weird for me. Like I, I preferred I preferred like the locked in 30 frames with, you know, the ray tracing and like all that jazz. It just made it look made it look really nice. But um, I really enjoyed the game also, and in a lot of ways, I think it's better actually than the first game, um, but we'll get into it. Uh, Spider-Man, or Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is in fact developed by Insomniac Games, who also developed, you know, Marvel Spider-Man from 2018. Uh, they are also famous for developing the Ratchet and Clank series. Now, whenever this game started, you know, or whenever the first Spider-Man game kind of started getting shown off... In the, you know, I guess it was 2015, 2016, you know, they were showing off all the stuff that it could do. And it ended up, you know, we we had nothing but good things to say about the first Spider-Man game that came out on PS4. You know, I think we gave it, I think we each gave it a nine, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I just listened to that episode the other day. But um, whenever they started showing off stuff about Miles Morales, there was relatively little known about what Miles could do. And, you know, they really didn't show off a a ton of gameplay. You know, they showed off some, which I thought was good because it ended up being a really nice surprise uh, for me, you know, as a player. And, uh, you know, I think it ended up surprising a lot of people. It improved, I think, on a lot of things that people had problems with in the first game. And, you know, even though it's a little more of a concise story and some people say like, oh, this is just like a glorified DLC, right? Um, I I disagree. I think there's... A solid game here and I think it's worth every penny and had it been $60 I don't know how that would have went over honestly um what do you think would you have paid 60 bucks for this game um I mean yeah I I guess I would have because I would have been forced to but uh (laughs) would it have been worth that I don't know um I guess probably not um it's 
kind of in between being a DLC and being a full game. Um, but I don't know. That doesn't really take away too much of the game. I mean, the campaign is really short. And um, going through and doing all of the side quests and stuff, there's definitely less there. I think even like the map is probably a little bit smaller. It's still a large map, but it's just a little smaller little bit more toned down um but that could also kind of work to its benefit because it's a pretty high quality but yeah it's just a little bit smaller of a game um but i don't think that's completely a bad thing especially where it was priced at i think it was appropriately priced yeah i agree i i wouldn't have like loved paying 60 like i I think i would have gotten and i mean i haven't i haven't gone through and gotten the platinum for it you know what i mean but I, i enjoyed at no point did I think, like, oh, I got gypped here. But at the same time, I bought, like, the ultimate edition of uh, Spider-Man, I think, you know, on PS5. So it came with Miles, basically. So it was, like, 70 bucks, but you got all the DLC, the upgraded version of the game, you know, and then you also got Miles along with it, I think is the deal they were offering. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But I, I agree with you. I think it was appropriate, appropriately, appropriately priced. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a blast with it. So let's kind of talk about, you know, the story a little bit. And do you feel like doing your, you know, do you feel like recapping it? Uh, yeah, sure. So you have Miles. Um, at this point, he's kind of, you know, kind of like Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man's sidekick in a sense. And uh, Peter Parker has been training him um, and Miles Morales has really kind of progressed in his abilities since the last time we saw him at the end of the DLC in Spider-Man 2018. Um, so game starts off. You have a mission where you're escorting a prison convoy through the city and they have um, Rhino in a like a cage being carried by a helicopter, which, of course, that genius idea doesn't go well and Rhino escapes. So you got to take down Rhino um, in the process. You and Peter Parker um, or Peter Parker, Spider-Man are fighting Rhino and you end up taking out this like power plant. Um, but you are able to defeat um, Rhino after Rhino does damage to Peter Parker, kind of takes him out. Um, Miles Morales are able to take out Rhino yourself with some uh, newfound abilities. Um but then after you've kind of got him disabled, this corporation shows up called Roxxon, um, and you have a really charismatic um, Ryan Seacrest of a owner um, who kind of, you know, comes in and is like, hey, thanks for doing all of this. You know, we're going to handle this. We're going to get it to the police. For whatever reason, they have armed guards and uh, very militarized this, like, company. Um, and you're like, all right, we trust you for some reason. And you and Peter Parker go away, kind of recoup. And then Peter Parker kind of breaks it to you that he is leaving to go meet um, Mary Jane in Europe on a work trip. So leaving My- Miles to kind of fend for himself um, in the city as the lone Spider-Man while Peter's gone. Um, so, yeah, and basically the whole game is you just kind of trying to figure out what's going on with Roxxon. There's an other, um, these like group of uh, bad guys that kind of have started taking over um, called, oh gosh, the, uh, geez. You know, after playing this two times, you think I remember what they were called. The underground. Yeah, yeah the underground. Called the underground. Yeah, that are fighting against Roxxon. And uh, so you have two like of these militarized 
forces that are fighting against each other and neither of them like you very much as Spider-Man. So you're kind of trying to figure out what the deal is between those two, who's right, who's wrong, um, what everything is going on, all trying to save Harlem from Roxxon and from the underground with no help from Peter Parker all by yourself. So it's a good little story. And it's like kind of a nice little like coming of age story too. Cause I think Miles is like 17. Um, he's definitely going through some stuff and having to deal with some things probably for the first time in his life, which is uh, it's kind of a cool thing that they were able to throw in. Cause normally we don't get that with Spider-Man normal or with Miles Morales, Spider-Man, you would get that with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but you didn't get that in Spider-Man 2018. Cause he was already like 23 at the time. He'd already been through uncle Ben's death and everything. He's kind of a matured Spider-Man. So now you're getting that with Miles Morales, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, that that was well that was well summed up, you know, and, and that gives us opportunities to kind of dip into the spoilers. You know what I mean? So this is your last chance. If you don't want to be spoiled on Miles Morales, like I said, you have been warned. This is your last chance. Bueller, Bueller, okay. Um Yeah, you said coming of age, and to me, I think I related I think this is the most I've ever related to a Spider Man ever. Like, I don't like Tom Holland. Um, that much. I mean, Ooh. he's, he's, I know that's sorry. I just, I just don't, I still haven't seen Spider-Man far from home. And that's sad. It's a good movie. I, 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 I need to watch it, but I just don't, I just, it just, does, he just doesn't do it for me. But uh, I related to Miles a lot just in terms of like things that he went through and, you know, like just over glorified coming of age things. I do think he he's a very relatable character. Just in terms of like how he deals with the whole Finn thing, you know what I mean? Like not only is it a girl, you know that he can tell he kind of has feelings for which, you know, Finn is like his what was his best friend, they like we're at this fair together and all this other stuff. Um and like they won this award. Like there's a, there's a really good, you know, chemistry there, I would say. Um but then you find out that his once best friend is actually, you know, like the leader of the underground. So, you know, you have a whole other layer of uh, trials that now he has to deal with. Like he has to deal with his feelings and he also has to become, he has to learn how to become Spider-Man and be the good guy. And like, you can kind of find, you kind of, you kind of feel the, 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 the friction, you know, of him wanting, he wants to do the right thing by his friend, but he also knows what a, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and he has to own up to be, you know, to be Spider-Man. Like it's time for him to do the thing. And I, I loved how they did that throughout the entire game. It was just super duper relatable. Um, there were, uh, certain things about this game where I kind of felt like I wasn't Spider-Man sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but just in terms of, like, the Venom powers and stuff like that. Um, but maybe that's because I just don't know a ton about Miles Morales, and I don't, you know, I don't know what how that correlates to the comics or, like, anything. like. It was, like, the first time I had experienced um, these new powers. So, like, I didn't really know. I don't know. It just felt kind of different. It felt a lot different, actually. Like, fighting as Miles feels completely different than fighting as Peter. Because you just you have a whole different set of abilities at your disposal that you um, you know that Peter doesn't have, but still I still think that it was really really fun you know to to do that and you know it it, it was it was definitely it was a super solid entry into the Spider-Man franchise. I'm glad that this game is here. 
Um, can we talk about like some key moments in the game or some key, you know, story material that like stuck out to us in particular? Uh, you want to go first, like something that like, you really, really liked about the game? Yeah, I, uh, I really liked the relationship between him and his uncle, um, who's the prowler. Um, I liked that whole kind of vibe because, you know, at this point, Miles' dad has been dead. So he's kind of missing that father figure. And uh, his uh, uncle, whose name is it's Aaron, right? Yeah, Uncle Aaron. Yeah, Uncle Aaron. So, you know, he's kind of trying to come in and take over that father figure role in Miles' life, especially now that Peter Parker's not there. Um, and, you know, Miles is kind of slowly figuring out that, oh, man, his uncle is actually the prowler, um, but has kind of hung that up as far as Miles knows and uh, is trying to turn over a new leaf and trying to help Miles out with everything. Um, but I like that relationship a lot. I like the part where you're kind of fighting alongside the prowler, but then it comes back full circle when you find out that uh, the Prowler is actually working for Roxxon all along and you end up having a duel with the Prowler towards the end of the game where he's just trying to, you know, protect you and kind of keep you out of this um, dispute between, um, you know, Roxxon and the underground. But, you know, you're kind of, you know, trying to voice to him, no, this is important to me. This is bigger. Like we can't just like run and hide. Can't turn our back on this. It can't be selfish. Um, I thought I really liked that relationship. I thought it was uh, kind of uh, relatable, probably pretty relatable for a lot of people, um, you know, where you kind of have this influence that's there in your life that isn't always uh, the best one. Um, you know, I think everyone has an influence like that in their life at some point. <laughs> um, so and trying to have to kind of voice to that, like, no, that I need to do this. This is the better option. I thought it did a really good job of kind of showing that. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the game, actually. Yeah, I uh, I can totally pay, I totally get what you're saying. Like, we all have that one uncle that our mom doesn't want us to like. You know, like that she doesn't want us to like him, but he's the fun uncle. You know what I mean? And like, he's usually like, I don't know. You, you know where I'm going with it. There, there doesn't have to be an uncle, but just, like you said, there's always that one family member where it's like, God. And it's it's complicated too. I thought that was the cool thing. It was, They did it in a really complex way because it's not like that family member, you know, doesn't want the best for you or doesn't love you. It's just that they don't, you know, they might not see the full picture or they might not un completely understand where you're coming from. And I thought that that was just really cool because that was definitely the case between Aaron and Miles. It's like, you know, they just didn't fully connect on that one thing, but Aaron still wanted the best for miles. And at the end he was still there for him. Um, so, which was really amazing. I thought that was a really cool story note. Cause it would have been really easy to kind of do the same thing that like into the spider verse did with the prowler. Um, but of course they, they didn't do that. They took it kind of a different direction in a sense. And I like kind of seeing the prowler story arc throughout this game, which was cool. Yeah, I liked him way more in this story than I did in the, uh, you know, into the Spider Verse, and I like how they didn't really do, they didn't really do a ton of into the Spider Verse isms. You know, there wasn't really a ton of that in the game, in my opinion. No, they're 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 definitely different, and I think there are like various little similarities here and there, but I think that's just because you know, I think it'd be kind of the same as like there's similarities between any other Spider Man movie and Spider Man 2018, it's just because you know similar characters. Yeah. They're going to have that same 
overall kind of feel and tone and vibe. But uh, yeah, it's definitely different. I will say, uh, did not really like the Prowler's purple suit. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> wasn't my favorite in the uh, in the game. But uh, other than that, I thought his character was really cool. Yeah, no, well said, well said. And, and you know, in terms of how the game looks, God, there were times where I was swinging through New York, you know, and like the snow is just like, like it's just a super duper like relatable setting, like with the snow coming down. Because you know, here in Missouri, it snows. It looks exactly like that whenever it snows, but you have all these buildings around you. I just found like the environment to be just super duper immersive. Like I felt like I could have swung around for hours and just like fought crime, you know, and I did like for a lot of like I didn't really beeline my way through the story. I just kind of took my time and anytime uh, anytime a crime would show up, I would go and do it because I never felt like I like 100% mastered my abilities. Like they, they kind of designed Miles in such a way to where his fighting style was a little more loose and a little less tight and a little more imperfect, you know, and he just kind of like is flailing about in some ways. And like whenever he's swinging, even like you can't, you can't neatly swing really in the game. Like he's just kind of like trying to keep his balance. And like they, they give, they kind of, <clears throat> they kind of, you know, give you that idea of learning. Like Miles is learning just like we're learning. And I loved that. You know, I loved that about the game. What, what did you think like about, uh, the setting of New York. I th- I loved it. I love that they took it in to that direction because there's something kind of I don't know if you've ever been to New York in the winter or if you've ever even like watched you know a movie like Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. You just know that there's something mystical about New York in winter in the snow. It's just there's a special environment around it. And I love that they're able to capture that in this game, and it just looks so gorgeous. And I, also, I love how much personality they gave in this to this game, especially Harlem. It just feels so lived in. It feels like such a community, even though this is a giant sprawling city. Um, I love how much personality is there. And, um, you know, how realistic is that? I mean, I don't know. I don't live in Harlem, Um, but it definitely is like a really cool and picturesque version of Harlem that I think, you know, you look at that and you're like, man, that's a really cool place. And, you know, that's a place that I would want to go. Um, that I would want to enjoy. And that's a really cool that they were able to do that. Um, yeah, to the city is awesome. I like how you said, like, it has a lot of personality because, like, you know, in the first game, whenever you drop down, people are like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man. You're like, you know, this is great. And then whenever you drop down as Miles, people are like, oh, my God, like, be careful. Like, watch where you're going, you know, and it's like kind of he's like, sorry, you know, it's kind of like a different a different vibe. And I kind of like that because. You know, like the the uh, like the the reputation that Harlem gets, like it's all it's kind of like a rough area. You know what I mean? And I like how they kind of gave it gave it that air about it. And it totally does. You know, it does. People are definitely more rude. You know, for sure. Uh, it, it it did. It felt completely different than the first game did. You know, even just like the vibe of the city. Um, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know. It's funny because you get that like kind of New Yorker attitude where it's like people are kind of rude, but at the same time, it's not because they don't like you. It's just because, you know, that's part of being a New Yorker. But yeah, it is kind of cool because I think Harlem is a place that kind of has this kind of bad air around it um, and kind of a bad reputation, especially, you know, in comparison with the rest of Manhattan. Um, But 
at the same time, I think it's been one of those, you know, kind of little neighborhoods that's been kind of on the come up for the last however many years. Um, and it is a place that has a lot of personality and a lot of cool little things to do. And it's probably, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that live there that absolutely love it. So it's kind of cool that they got to highlight that little section of New York in such a cool way in this game. Yeah. And I think, you know, you just said something. I remember people tweeting people who lived in Harlem, right? And being like, and tears because there would be certain things that that happen around a certain time of year you know and people are like that's exactly what it looks like like that's exactly what it looks like exactly how to feel you know what it feels like like thank you for putting harlem on the map you know and i think that's pretty cool you know uh for them to do that and to, to have so much life you know they put a lot into the game they put a lot of heart into the game and it totally comes through you know and you know it's kind of skipping towards the end Whenever you have to fight Finn, you know, and it's like do or die. And, you know, she kind of does the thing at the end where she kind of sacrifices herself and realizes like, okay, yeah, this is the best way to do it. I mean, that hits, that hits hard. You know, that's that's a moment in a game that I wasn't really expecting. You know, I wasn't really expecting to feel that level of finality or feel that loss, you know, for this character that I really didn't connect with a ton. Um, but... And even though it did kind of a tropey thing, it still hit really hard because I cared about Miles. Like, I really like Miles. And I know, like, for him, that had to be, like, a really hard thing to try and, you know... The the, the idea that they're conveying, like, this is going to be a hard one for him to take totally resonated with me as a player. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's really... Yeah, interesting. It's funny. I was just sitting here thinking, and I was like, you know who's Finn... What, Finn's arc reminds me of is it reminds me of Darth Vader's arc in a sense um, because you know Darth Vader he's bad basically in that entire original trilogy and he seems on first viewing that he makes that turn and sacrifices himself kind of almost seemingly kind of almost out of nowhere if you're not paying that close of attention um, like right at the very end you know to save someone that he really cares about. But, you know, after watching that trilogy over and over again, you pick up, well, it's actually been kind of a gradual thing. And he's just been so kind of divided um, over a certain port, you know, course that eventually it kind of led up to that moment. And it's kind of the same with Finn. Um, you know, she's fighting Miles at the very end and she's kind of been through it and she's, you know, been kind of mean to Miles throughout this and all of this different stuff. She's been like pretty set in her ways. Um, and what her way of doing was. And it might seem that her kind of sacrifice at the end was like, well, that was kind of sudden. Um, but I don't think so. It's kind of, you know, it's a complex thing where she's probably struggling internally um, over what she was doing, what her motivations were and, you know, what she needed and what she was supposed to do. Um, and you can kind of see that finally, like, well, I need to sacrifice myself to save this. And finally, it kind of broke through in a very sudden way. And I kind of like that. It's a really cool character arc. But yeah, I was just thinking it reminded me of Darth Vader's arc, which is kind of funny. That is funny. And I want to talk about the underground for a second. Some of the most annoying people to fight. Like, oh, yeah, very. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there would be times that that was that was honestly, you know, we've been praising this game for, you know, upwards of 30 minutes now. And, you know, I think this might be a good segue to kind of try and get into some critiques if you're down with that. Um, yep. I think Spider-Man, every villain was super fun to fight. Like, all of the combat encounters were awesome. 
But anytime I had to deal with the underground, for whatever reason, and I understand like you know wanting to change things up, and it does. The combat does feel a lot different, and you have you have to you know you have to use venom powers a lot of the time to like really be efficient and and win. Um, man, they were annoying. They were so annoying to deal with, and it wasn't so much that it was like quote unquote hard. It was just the things that I had to do. It didn't click with me the same way that you know the first Spider-Man did. It wasn't like it wasn't like a I get really burpy, you know. Um, it wasn't like a, uh, a thing where I, I, I felt like I had to think every single time I went into an encounter of exactly what the best motion was to do. Whereas in the first Spider-Man game, I feel like there were only a couple of base things that you really had to kind of get under your belt and you could pretty much walk away from any encounter feeling freaking awesome and feeling like you were Spider-Man. I didn't really feel like Spider-Man as much and as much in this game. And that, that's not really a knock. It was just one thing that I kind of noticed. Was there any, I mean, I saw you kind of like whenever I was talking about the combat earlier, was there anything in the combat that you kind of noticed that you felt was maybe a little off or that you liked more or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, it's definitely different because I think it's more complex than the combat in Spider-Man 2018. Um, and I guess it could be a good thing or a bad thing because um, you're having to juggle a lot of things at once. You're having to juggle your Venom powers. Um, you're having to juggle your gadgets. Um, you're having to juggle your invisibility. Um, and then, of course, you know, your Venom power is connected to your health. So if your health goes down, then you're having to sacrifice your Venom power. Um, and then also your you know, like kind of combo meter is affecting your finishers too, which those finishers can be a lifesaver um, at, you know, certain times. But yeah, if you take a hit and it's like, ah, oh, man, those finishers are gone. <laughs> so it's, it can be kind of difficult to juggle all of that and kind of get used to it. And that can be a good thing um, or it's not like as much of a button masher or I really enjoyed kind of the stealth aspect of this game. I thought I found myself doing a lot more stealth um takedowns in this game than in the first game just because it was i almost wanted to avoid the you know just kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat and with the invisibility counter it made it a lot easier and um you kind of got to think it through and plan it more and i i, I enjoyed that side of it the actual like stealth part of it which was cool but yeah it's just it was a lot more involved i guess and yeah, I guess it required more effort. And I guess it could be kind of a more difficult thing. I will say when I platinumed it, I put it on like easy mode <laughs> to like go through it the second time on New Game Plus. And that did make it a lot easier to get through all of that. But there's some certain like character or, you know, opponents like the uh, underground guy with the sword, which is just oh so annoying. Um, and there's yeah some other ones too. Like uh, one of them like will wrap you up in like a, you know, yeah. tangled thing. And it's just like, oh, this is the worst. But uh, I don't know. I don't think any of them were nearly as bad as the uh, Sable ones in 2018 that would fly. I hated the flying Sable oh, guys God. in Spider-Man yeah, 2018. So yeah, at least all of these ones were like on the ground for the most part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, There was uh, one thing that I really loved about this game is, you know, Peter had like all of these augmented, on augmented, you know, training courses all around the, the map set up for you that was mm -hmm. freaking cool like you know and they were fun like the in the first game you know to get the platinum trophy they felt like more of a chore you know what i mean yep. like just more more chorish whereas this they had a little more personality to them you know what i mean and yep. it wasn't i i felt like i was actually learning you know with miles and i don't know in terms of like 
theme and trying to execute it. I think they did a pretty good job there. Yeah, I will say too, one of the things that they did fix, those did feel better than like the Taskmaster challenges from the last game. And one of the things too is to platinum trophy this game, um, there were less like currencies of tokens that you needed to have. So you didn't need specific like, you know, Taskmaster like tokens to buy certain upgrades. It was just like there was like one type, one or two types of tokens. And if you didn't, you know, perfectly get one of those you know challenges um then all you had to do was like go and do a couple of extra crimes and you could make up the tokens you weren't like reliant where you had to just keep playing those over and over and over again because that would get annoying really really quickly yeah totally and it it does feel like a more concise experience you know Mm -hmm. like in terms of and that's fine like I want Spider-Man 2, I want us to be wowed and like, I want there to be plenty of of things to do in Spider-Man 2. And I still hold true, like, I think Spider-Man 2 is going to have that Empire Strikes Back moment that really takes our breath away, you know, and is going to make it kind of top tier in a way that Spider-Man 2018 really wasn't. And I think we kind of got that here a little bit with the ending of this, of this game. Um, We had had like a really tragic moment, but yet we, we found our, we found our hero in a position to where he really felt like he had to earn that, you know, he really felt like he had to earn the right to be a hero. Um, where I felt like that was in a way a little lacking in the first game. I think we're going to get that in the second game, you know, and I want them to, I want them to do whatever they have to do to give us that, that feeling in the second game. Um, in terms of like what they kind of did better, you know, and we were talking about the combat. I think the combat is a big one because there were times where it was like, God, this is irritating, but there were also times where it felt like, God, that was really cool. Like the Venom abilities are awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like just kind of like over the top, like it almost felt like Dragon Ball Z, like you're like charging up a punch and he's all, you know, and like, you know, doing, doing that type of thing. And I loved that. And I loved swinging through the air and like trying to see like how high I could get. You know what I mean? Like with the Venom jump and stuff like that was really cool. Um, Was there anything in particular where you thought like, "Ah, I had a problem with this in the first game. I'm so glad they fixed it in this game. Yeah, I think the tokens was the probably the biggest one for me just because it was such a, you know, no brainer simplification. It made this game a lot. I don't know, less stressful in a sense. Like if you're trying to go in and platinum, I guess if you're not going to trying to platinum a trophy a game, it doesn't really matter. But even just to get all the unlockable like suits and powers and abilities and stuff, um, it just made it so much more attainable, um, which was really cool. Um, that I thought the boss battles were a bit better too. I think they made a little bit more sense, even though they were fewer and farther between. I think there were only like three because you fight Rhino. I guess you fight Rhino twice, once in the beginning and once towards the middle. You fight um, Prowler and you fight Taskmaster. Um, and I guess that's it. So four boss battles. I think in the other yeah. one you had like uh, quite a few, but yeah. uh, and that's just kind of the difference in the length of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You had Finn yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, Taskmaster. Oh, not Taskmaster. Oh, God. Tinkerer. Jeez. Yeah. I was All like, right. I was yeah. like, Taskmaster. Tinkerer. I was like, what game? Did I miss something? Like, okay. No, tink- Tinkerer. Yeah, Sorry. Tink- yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. I'm getting my villains confused. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's all good. And honestly, that was the biggest one for me. Like the boss battles. I was like, this is what I want. Like, it's not like the, the, the formula, it's still formulaic, but there's more depth. Like it's not a QTE. You know what I mean? It's not like press this button. And like, then we have this bit of dialogue. It's like, you know, it was more involved than the first boss battles, in my opinion. And 
I liked I liked fighting the prowler. Like it took me back to a time where it was like, okay, I've seen kind of this idea before, um, but it's still fun. Like it was still fun. It was fun to fight him, and I wasn't just like trying to button mash, you know, to just to get through it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was yeah. Like you have the- to you have to think and actually like plan it out like a actual boss battle, which is kind of cool. And it wasn't all just quick time events either, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. One thing, though, that I have to ask you about, like, what did you think about the quote-unquote puzzles in this game? Like, with the Venom abilities and stuff like that? Like, did you enjoy those, or did you find those to be a little, like, monotonous? Puzzles. Like, having to connect the electricity, like, with the train, and, like, you'd be going to do a mission, and, like, you had to, like, connect point A to point B with, you know, the Venom powers and the electricity and stuff like that. Like, what did you think of that? Eh, that is fine. It wasn't, like too jarring to where didn't you know i don't know i did we was there an aspect of that in spider-man 2018 i don't think so it's kind of an added no. little yeah no that plug that wasn't really yeah. there in the first game i don't think yeah i mean i thought it was fine i don't mind a little puzzle every once in a while but yeah i mean yeah i didn't think too much of it i guess that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me it was like i just want to move on you know and, and to me <laughs> it's like to me, it just kind of felt like you're really making me do this right now to try and get to the next part of it, and I just want to, like, go fight this guy. So I wasn't a fan. I didn't – I don't want to say I hated it because hate's such a strong word, but I didn't really care for it. I didn't really like it. Um, I think I would rather do those puzzles than do the uh, various challenges throughout the city, like the where you're trying to get, you know, stars and – I just don't like that type of gameplay, but it's going to be on like every open world game that there is. So um, yeah. I got to suck that one up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think, I don't know. I, I personally, I liked the side stuff in uh, the first Spider-Man game a lot, actually. Like I actually kind of really, I liked going, I, I don't know. Like I liked doing those maneuvers like over and over again. And I don't know, like, but to each his own, I can understand how that would get annoying. It's for me, it's like small things Here's the thing that annoys me is whenever I know what I should, it's like I see what I have to do, but I can't find the right way to do it. It's like, oh, obviously this thing, this thing has to go over here and like that thing has to like connect to this thing and yada yada. But it's like, how do I, where do I shoot? Like, where do I shoot the the web line to like connect it? And, you know, that, so I don't know. I just, I'm just dumb basically is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but that was, that was just like a minor annoyance, I think. But all in all, I think this, this game does a really good job of expounding on things that were already there while still making it feel wildly different. Like they definitely made it feel a lot different than the first game, in my opinion, like Miles style versus Peter's style is completely different. If you try and go play him back to back, like go play him, like go back to Spider-Man 2018 and then go to Miles, like Spider, like uh, Peter Parker feels like super like tight and concise and like really, you know, like experienced. And you know, Miles is all just like loosey goosey, like all over the place. <laughs> and I I love how they, I love the 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 attention to detail. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think this game really deserves all the praise that it gets and more. Really, I, you know, across the board. So, was there anything that you wanted to mention before we wrap this review up? Um, I will say if like the one little negative thing that like, I guess I didn't like, I just don't love the two flavors of bad guy, um, the red and blue, um, like you have that, it just seems kind of generic after a while. 
And I don't, I hope that these games don't get in the pattern of where there's just like a, there's just these militarized forces that you have to fight. Um, and that kind of seems like that's the direction you're going. Cause you had that with Sable in the first game and now you had it with rocks on and the underground, like where it's just, there's these armored militarized bad guys that you have to fight. And the only thing, like it's the only way that they can make it even like difficult is that they're like these super people and like, you know, armor and all of them have it, but it just, I don't know. It just makes it a little bit more unrealistic and I get it. It's a video game about a superhero. So it's going to be a bit unrealistic, but I just don't like it. I wish there was a little, I don't know, more creativity, creativity in the choice of villains and maybe a little more variety as well as just rather than red versus blue, you know, bad guys. I don't know. Yeah. This is weird. No, I, that's, that's a good critique. And uh, to be 100% honest, like whenever I was fighting Roxxon, I was like, oh, this is this must be the leftovers from, you know, the the Sable guys, you know, in the first game. It's totally not like it's a completely different organization. And but they feel almost identical. You know what I mean? Like they feel pretty much like the same force. So I, I can definitely see where you would feel that way. And yeah, I mean, a little bit of variety and diversity would be nice, you know, in the bad. I, guys. I almost wonder, like as I'm sitting here thinking of it, maybe they kind of just use the same, I don't know, like movements and that sort like for rocks on um, using kind of like the sable, like movements and all that stuff. And then for the underground, if they did it like with the demons in Spider-Man 2018, they just kind of, I don't know, they put on different skins and different colors and it, they seemed very similar. If that makes yeah. any sense. Oh, totally. And I wish, I wish that, yeah, you get a little bit more variety, something a little bit more different than, you know, each person's just shooting a different flavored gun at you, if that makes any sense. No, I think it's exactly what it is. And I think, you know, there probably are large portions of this game that are reskins. And there were times where, you know, like the demon abilities felt very present, you know, with the underground and same thing with Sable. But, you know, whenever you're going to release a game like this, I can kind of see it. You know, you don't want to take all your resources and put them into this side project. Um, but yeah. you want to, you also can, you also think you can make something really, really cool. Uh, I, I get it, you know, but like I said, I, I just, I want them to take, cause now we have two solid spider, spider man, right? I want them to take what we have had so far and just knock it out of the park with um, Spider-Man two. And honestly, like, I think, and this could be totally, totally off base. Like, I think to give us like that holy crap, like edge of our seat, like cliffhanger moment, is if they kill one of them. Mm. Like, I think that that would be because now we've had a substantial amount of time, you know. And part of me thinks that maybe it could be Peter Parker, um, just because he kind of let himself slip. I thought that was a little odd in the beginning of this game. Like he kind of let himself slip. Like, like Miles was the one that was standing and it wasn't Peter and Peter like was down for the count. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, that could be some foreshadowing. Uh, you know, the next time we see Peter Parker, I mean, I could totally see Spider-Man two being a Miles Morales, Peter Parker story. Like you play as you play as both of them, you know, and kind of switch yeah. back and forth to two different campaigns type thing. And I think that would be really cool, and it would not shock me one bit to see Peter Parker die at the end of it. You know, so where do you want to see? Yeah. Uh, where Where do you want to see the games go next? I mean, do you have any predictions? Um. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to involve Harry Osborn, especially after kind of the 
post credit scene um, of this game. Um, could be something, you know, I think definitely goblin related. I think we might get like a symbiote type thing as well. Um, would be kind of cool to see. I'd love to see a Mysterio thing, but that's, there's been nothing to really hint towards that. It's just kind of a speculation. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It'll be cool to see them team up. It would be cool. Um, there's been no mention of like a Gwen Stacy in this universe. I mean, I guess you're to assume that she's already dead. Um, yeah. But it'd be cool. If maybe she's not. And you just haven't been introduced to her yet. Like a la Spider-Man 3. Um, and <laughs> even like to get like a spot. Like to get. Well, not <laughs> no, I'm, like kidding, I'm kidding. Like, I'm kidding. Geez. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. But even to get like a Spider-Gwen type thing would be kind of cool. Um, to have three playable characters oh, yeah. um, and to give you a lot of variety in the next, I think would be totally doable and really, really cool um, to do. And would also allow for a lot of replayability as well. If you did that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting too, to see who they decide to kill off in the next one. Cause they killed off Aunt May in Spider-Man 2018 and they killed off Finn in this one. So, and I mean, they've all already killed off miles dad. So it'll be interesting to see who they kill off next. <laughs> Man, it could be it, the next game could totally be a Spider Verse thing. Like the more I think about it, like what if one of them dies very early on in the game, and like the rest of the game is them trying to figure out how they can like undo what's been done, but like you have to come to grips with what's happened, you know? And like that's the lesson we learn in Spider Man Two. Like I don't know, man. I could totally see it happening. Kind of like yeah. Wilson Fisk, you know, and into the Spider Verse. Like he just kind of has to come to grips that you know he's he's a turd. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, Man, but whatever it is, whatever it is, what for whatever reason, Spider-Man in particular always brings the feels. Um, or it'd be cool to like get a Daredevil appearance or something oh my cool God, like that'd that be as so well. Rad. Oh, oh man, yeah. I would love. Oh, God, just give it, give Avengers to Insomniac. Just give it to them. Like <laughs> they do so good. I will say, I did hop into Avengers on PS5 recently, and um, I've been enjoying it actually. So we'll see how that goes. Like the adaptive triggers, like kind of a game changer and it makes the game feel completely different. So, you know, who knows? That might have to be our next game, Caleb. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I've never played it and I don't plan on it. So well, good luck. that's not going to be our next game, Caleb. I guess, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been game club. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry uh, to rain on games parade. No, that's everyone. all right. It's all good. Um, well, I think that wraps up our review of Spider-Man Miles Morales. But before we go, we gotta wrap. We gotta do you know do a wannabe wrap up, and we gotta score this bad boy. So, Caleb, I'm gonna throw it to you. Uh, what does uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales get in your book? Um, I think it's a solid like eight. Um, for me, I mean, I know we didn't have too much to critique about it, but I just it's not on the same level as Spider-Man 2018 to me. Even though they did fix a few little things, but there's just not quite as much there. Um. And I don't know. It's still a really, really good game. It's definitely worth a playthrough. I could see myself, and here's the thing. I think the difference between the two, I can see myself going back and playing um, Spider-Man 2018 just for the fun of it. I don't think I could necessarily see myself going back and playing this game, especially after I've played through it twice. Like I feel like I've gotten everything I needed to get out of this game. So I don't know. That's basically it. I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I'm going to give it an eight as well. Um, they fixed a lot of things that I had problems with in the first game, big things, you know, that kind of held the game back, but there was also a lot missing that was in the first game that I would like to have had here, but at the same time, I think both games do different things, and both games make you feel different ways, you know, um, I... 
I, I think Miles Morales is probably my favorite Spider-Man, like, uh, across the board, like, Into the Spider-Verse and in this game. He just is super-duper relatable, and, you know, I, I don't know, that that means a lot to me. So, you know, shout-out to Miles Morales, and shout-out to Insomniac for bringing that character to life. So, eights across the board from the wannabes over at Game Club. Caleb? Thank you so much for the time that you took to be a part of this review. I really, really appreciate it. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we want to give a shout-out to our Patreon producers for the month of March. Uh, we have HH Waxbar. We have Zoe Chanel. We have Emma Fast. We have Luke Collins. And uh, I believe that's it. If you want to hear a request, you know, if you want to hear uh, see, see me do something, um, you know, or potentially see a couple of us do something, you know, uh, at the request here, you're more than welcome to go check out pa- uh, patreon.com slash wannabecritic. And, you know, if you just want to support support the show, you can do it there as well because we have a tip jar tier that uh, means a lot. It means just as much. But honestly, the thing that means the most is the fact that you sat through this entire review to hear me talk about this stuff. We have some goodies down in the description down below for Raise Energy as well as Pop Cult USA. Um Lots of other projects we're working on, too. We're always trying to put out stuff, so we definitely appreciate your support. So, Caleb, you have anything else to say? Oh, man. Go check us out. Listen to all of our stuff. It's all good. Gabe works really, really hard, and the rest of us are kind of along with the ride. So, definitely thank you guys, too, for all your support as you continue to listen to our nonsense. Yeah, and also check out Caleb's. Uh, Caleb's got a podcast too. Um, I mean, it's a side, it's a side project. You know, it's a side wannabe project. It's called Retro Reviews. Um, so definitely go check that out over on the main wannabe critic podcast feed. I think next up, next up is the Goonies. So check that out. Um, my allergies are kicking in. I'm getting the sniffles. So without further ado, we are going to sign off. Say goodbye, Caleb. Adios. Whatever possessed you to check out the podcast or the YouTube channel today, I just want to say thank you so much for doing so. Uh, if this is your first time here, I-, I would appreciate it, you know, if you would consider subscribing. As you can tell, it's not just me here anymore. I mean, I do do stuff by myself, but the podcast is going to reside here from now on, uh, you know, in video form. So if you want to see more content, if you want to be notified, you know, every time we post something, whether it be a clip, a podcast, a review, an interview, whatever it may be, if it's gaming stuff, make sure you click that bell and hit the subscribe button, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around, and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic.